Amen. Thank you, Bingham family. Wonderful song. Amen. Take your Bible tonight. Let's go to the book of Genesis and chapter number one in your Bibles tonight. The book of Genesis, and it's really hard to find. You open your Bible, the first page, and there it is. All right. The book of Genesis, and uh, we are actually in chapter one, so it's really hard to find. Um, no, I'm just being a little bit facetious tonight, but we're again going to look at a great word in the Bible, and it's a word that to us is used very commonly and very regularly, but I got to thinking about what does it truly mean, and do we really use that word? It's a common word that we use, but do we use that word in the right understanding of what God gave us the word? And that word tonight is the word blessed, blessed. How many of you have used the word blessed this past week? Probably all of us have, right? It's common. If you're a Christian, it's common language. I go in the store, you know, and, and some of the clerks are afraid to tell about Jesus, but they'll look at you and they'll say, have a blessed day. I appreciate that because you know what they're trying to say? They're trying to witness uh, in a realm in which they're really not allowed to through their employer, but uh, they are trying anyway. And I think that's great. And we use that word blessed a lot. So we're going to look at the word blessed in the Bible and see what God has for us about being blessed by God. So let's begin here in Genesis chapter 1, and let's begin in verse number 20. Now, by the way, let me say, did you know that the word blessed is used over 400 times by either the word blessed, blessings, or bless, uh, in some form of the word blessed from the very first chapter of the Bible. And if you were to go to the very last chapter of Revelation, you would find the word blessed there. So we can truly say from cover to cover, this word is filled in the word of God. So we're going to look at the Word tonight and see what God has for us. So begin uh, following along with me tonight. Verse number 20 out of Genesis chapter number 1. The Bible says here, And God said, let, us, let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creatures that hath life the, and fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. And God created great whales and every living creature that moveth which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind, and every winged fowl after his kind, and God saw that it was good. Now notice here, and God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth in the seas, and let fowl multiply in the earth. And the evening and the morning were the fifth day. And God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle and creeping thing, and beasts of the earth after his kind. And it was so. And God made the beast of the earth after his kind, and the cattle after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, 
and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Let's stop right there and pray tonight. Father, we ask your blessings tonight on the word as we open it. And God, I pray tonight you'd speak to each one of our hearts. And Lord, I pray tonight the Holy Spirit would meet with us in a wonderful way tonight. And Lord, we know that if that's going to happen, we've got to open our heart to you and give you the opportunity to speak to our hearts tonight. So Lord, I pray that you would tonight. I pray if there's one person here tonight that's not saved, I pray they'd get saved tonight and trust you. Maybe one Christian here tonight's drifting from God. And Lord, I pray tonight you'd bring them back to you tonight in a real godly and genuine way. Lord, we pray tonight. Bless as we look at the Bible tonight. We'll ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Now in the passage that we saw tonight, we see that God is the one that created all of this earth. But God did more than just create it. God blessed them, didn't he? He said that in verse 22. God blessed them, saying, be fruitful and multiply. God did his initial creation, but when God blessed them, they were able to multiply, and they were able to add to it and, and continues, uh, continue on. Uh, and it talks about the fowls of the air. You know why there's so many birds in the sky, it's because God on that day blessed them. They multiplied and multiplied and multiplied, and that's why we got so many birds on the earth. Now God did the same for man. We find in this verse 26, God made us in his image. By the way, you and I are made in the image of God. We're made in the image of God. And the Bible tells us here that we're created in God's image. And by the way, he said male and female created he them. He didn't have it. There's no other choices. Amen? Male and female created he them. He didn't create a cis or a binary. Amen? The world conjured up those things as really it's a direct offense against what God did good. That's what it is. And by the way, don't be sucked into this stuff that's going on in our world. It comes from people who don't know God. And they certainly don't know his word. And to get sucked into these beliefs and these ideologies that are out there today. And have you noticed it never ends. It just keeps getting worse. It degrades further and further downhill. It keeps on degrading. But can I tell you what God did is God created man, and God blessed them. And in this blessing, he said, be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth, and, and have dominion over it all. God gave man dominion, or really control, or oversight over the whole earth. God gave control upon that. 
But the point I want to give you tonight and the word we want to look at is this word blessed. What does it mean and do we actually use it correctly? Um, I was driving down I-35 and I saw a pickup truck that struck my attention. On the back window of this pickup truck, it didn't say, God bless America. It said, America bless God. And I got to thinking about that that day. And, and certainly, as I studied what the word blessed means, can I tell you, that truly is an accurate biblical understanding of what blessing means. It means that man should bless God. Now, there's three words. There's three words in the New Testament. And we're going to look at the New Testament uh, tonight, just for sake of time. But these words that are in the New Testament correspond to the similar words in the Old Testament. So, in other words, <clears throat> these are three simple meanings, both throughout the whole Bible, of what the word blessed is and what it means and, and, and gives us an understanding of how to use the word blessed in our Christian life. So I want to show you the first word. The first word uh, for bless and the first meaning is a Greek word called eulogio and it means to speak well of because of God's favor. It means to speak well of. Now, this word can be used, it's used 44 times in the New Testament. It's the word by which we get the word eulogy. Have you ever been to a funeral and they give a eulogy? You know what they're really doing? It's the same word here, is they are trying to speak well. They're saying something good about that person. Um, they're eulogizing that person. Now, that's what this word here means. It means to speak well of. Um, do you know, um, when you talk good about somebody uh, to somebody else, do you know you are actually blessing them? You're blessing them. And the reason is, is because you are speaking well of that person. And that is what the Scripture means here in this first definition of favor. Now, when Scripture speaks of man blessing God, it is the act of speaking uh, well of God. In other words, adoring God. Do you know when you go out and you witness and we go soul winning, and we should go soul winning? Amen? Didn't, didn't hear too much on that one. But we should be out soul winning. And when you're out soul winning, we want to win that person to Christ. We want them to know Christ. And so to do that, we have to speak well of Christ. And you know, when you are witnessing, you may not understand this, but God likes to hear his name be blessed. And when you are soul winning and witnessing to a lost person, you are blessing God. Because that's what this definition used 44 times means. That's what it's talking about. It's talking about you are speaking well of God. Uh, by the way, that's why we don't curse or use cuss words as a Christian. Because we're doing the opposite when we use curse words or cuss words. Those words, uh, and by the way, somebody said, well, 
Oh, I didn't mean to say it. It just slipped out. Oh, no, that's a bunch of baloney. Amen? It was there in your heart to start with. Yeah. I don't believe some of that crazy stuff that people say, right? It was there in the heart. But God's saying here, when we speak well of God, when we adore God, God wants us. And by the way, it's not just speaking it in our heart. It's speaking the name of God everywhere you go, talking about God, speaking well of God. And what's interesting about it is when you speak well of God, it often has a way of somebody else wanting to add to it to speak well of God. You ever been talking about to a Christian and you say, God did this for me and God opened this up and it evokes this other person to say, you know what? God did something for me too. God caused this blessing or this thing to happen to me too. And you go back and forth. And you know, God loves to hear that because that is the word for blessing God is when you're speaking well of him and his name. Secondly here, when God blesses man, it's always talking about an act which God gives us. Now, whenever God blesses man, he is doing something, some act for us. Every time. And we saw that here in Genesis chapter 1. God blessed us, so what happened? We were blessed, we were fruitful, we multiplied on the earth. God enabled that, God allowed that to happen. That is God's blessing man, same word. Thirdly here, when man blesses another man, he is either speaking well of him or some kind of goodness that is done to or for them. Now, take your Bible with me. I'm going to show you some verses. We're going to look at some verses of what they mean about the word blessed. Go to Luke chapter 1 in your Bibles, the book of Luke, and chapter number 1. Now, this is a verse that we know and we hear often at Christmas time, but I want you to see the context of it and what it's talking about. Luke chapter 1, and look at verse 28. <clears throat> And the Bible says here, and the angel came in unto her, let's talk about Mary, and said, Hail thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. There's the word, blessed art thou among women. Now it's the word, eulagio, and it means to speak well of. So what they're doing here for Mary is they are coming to her and speaking well of her because she was chosen by God to bear Jesus on this earth. Now, what's interesting about it is it does not mean that Mary was God. Amen. It does not teach that. It's the opposite. It teaches that she was blessed, that someone was speaking well of her or speaking good about her, because she was chosen by God. You know, God didn't just go to someone uh, who didn't love him or didn't care about him to bear, uh, to bear his, her son, uh, God, the son of God, Jesus. God didn't do that. God went to Mary. She was a faithful, godly young lady. And so by her being chosen, she was spoken well of uh, about that. 
But it does not at all entail this idea that Mary was God. Mary was not God. And Mary should not be worshipped as God. You say, why not? Because Mary was a human sinner just like all the rest of us. And because she was a human sinner, she could not, she needed Christ to forgive her sins too. And therefore, if she was a sinner, we should not worship and adore other sinners. We should only worship and adore the perfect sinless Son of God. Amen. Amen. So this is an example of the verse about speaking well of. All right, now there's a second word. The second word is used in the New Testament. It is the same word blessed, but it has a little bit different meaning. And it, it is the, the Greek word makarios. Makarios. Now it is used 50 times in the New Testament. And here's what it means. It means that you are supremely blessed, you are fortunate, and you are very happy because of the favor of God. Now, this has the idea and the understanding that when you, if you're saved, God poured out His divine favor to you. He loved you enough to save you, and that is what makes us feel special to God. Because God poured out His blessings to us. Because God poured out His blessings to us, we have this understanding that we are blessed. We feel fortunate. We feel happy. There's a lot of people today who are not saved. I feel fortunate. I feel happy, very happy that I'm saved. I'm glad I'm saved. The favor of God was not deserved by me. I don't deserve the goodness and the blessing of God. But God gave it anyway. That's what makes us feel blessed and fortunate and very happy. Not because of what I've done, but because God gave me his blessings. Amen. Fortunate. Fortunate. It has with this idea that not everyone has that same blessing, but somehow God's favor shined upon us and allowed us to be saved and to know him. And this is what it's talking about in this Greek word, markarios. It is equivalent to the Hebrew word esher in the Old Testament, which also means supremely blessed or supremely happy. It was used to describe the man who was the recipient of the divine favor. Hallelujah. There's a story in the Bible about King David. King David took the throne from Saul. And you remember Saul was very hateful to David. But Saul, and Saul tried to chase him and kill him. But David would not touch the king, would he? And so you know the story how David, uh, he ran from Saul Saul got in a battle and he was killed. And uh, David became the king when Saul was killed. And David did this act of kindness that he did not have to do. But he asked his servants, is there any one of the house of Saul that I can show kindness to? Think of that. 
Is there anyone that I can show kindness to? And his servants thought for a little bit, and they came up and they said, you know what? There is one, but he's lame on his feet. He's begging, and he lives in Lodibar, which simply is a, is a terrible, low, uh, destructive place. And he's, he's a beggar. He's lame on his feet. He can't walk. The king said, let's go to Lodibar. King went to Lodibar, and down in that place he found Mephibosheth. And Mephibosheth was lame on his feet, and he took Mephibosheth. He said, how'd you like to live in the king's house? He took Mephibosheth. I could see him in his royal chariot, and there's King David sitting in his golden robes right next to Mephibosheth, who's lame and, and uh, in his rags. And they go off to the palace, and the king told Mephibosheth, you get to eat at my table every day until the day you die. Now, you know, what's wonderful about that is Mephibosheth was blessed in accordance to the truth of that word, Makarios, because it was the king's divine favor that was passed to him. He didn't do anything to earn it. He couldn't have deserved it. And he felt supremely fortunate, supremely happy because of the divine favor of the king. And that is the essence of makarios, of the meaning of this word here. It means you feel blessed. Can I tell you what? Every day you and I ought to wake up and feel and know we are blessed by God. We are super fortunate. We are blessed in a way that we cannot speak of, really. And we wake up every day with this sense that I don't deserve this. I don't deserve the goodness of God. But I have it anyway based on the divine favor. And where the blessing comes in is when we, we sit back and we're thankful and grateful truly in our heart that God saved us and that God pulled us out of Lodabar and let us sit at the king's table every day. Amen. That's the understanding of the passage. That's the word. That's what it means. But now here is what it, here are some also some, wor, some, uh, some things about this word. <coughs> A person can only be blessed when they realize, uh, it can only real, be realized when there is a corresponding behavior towards God. In other words, God poured out his love to us. God saved us. So in the heart of the Christian, we have to respond to that in order to be blessed. If, if God uh, does great things for us and we don't even recognize it, you know, there's a lot of people like that. God has done good things for them. God, you know, even the most wicked sinner, God gives them his air to breathe. But they wake up every day and take, take that for granted. They wake up every day and probably curse God and don't, don't have any love for God, but God pours out his goodness anyway, that means that they're not blessed because they don't realize or they acknowledge what God has done for them and they miss being really blessed. And you know, it's not only wicked sinners that do that. It's us, 
it's us people who are, claim to love God and know God. Oftentimes we just take the everyday blessings for granted. And so there must be a corresponding um, equal value of recognizing what God has done in order for us to, to also be blessed. Now, this blessing, further understanding the word, creates a state of happiness in us. <laughs> Isn't that good? It creates a state of happiness. In fact, many times you will see in the New Testament the same word um, also in, uh, um, translated as happy. The word happy is used many times. It's the same word. And it means this. It comes through even being reproached for the name of Christ. You know, there can be blessings even though you're reproached for the name of Christ. Take your Bible, go to 1 Peter chapter 4 with me. The book of 1 Peter and chapter number 4. <clears throat> 1 Peter chapter 4, look at verse number 14. And notice what it says. If ye be reproached for the name of Christ, there's the word, makarios, happy are ye. It means that you're still blessed even though you're reproached. It means that even if the world doesn't like you or they reproach you or they laugh at you and mock you, you're still blessed. The blessing cannot be destroyed by the, the, the evil of this world. Even if you're reproached for Christ, it says, happy are ye for the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. On their part, he is evil spoken of, but on your part, he is glorified. You see, look at verse um, 16. Yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. And this is what it's talking about. He's still blessed. He gets reproached, but he's still blessed. I, I think of the Apostle Paul of this and all the afflictions that he went through. Spent a day and a night in, in the deep, was stoned three times. What did he do? He just got up, shook the dust off his feet, and kept on going and serving the Lord. The, the reproaches of Christ could not destroy the blessedness by which he lived his life. He lived his life blessed every day. Every day. And by the way, notice, it's the Spirit of God working in our hearts and our lives that bring this about, this blessing. The Holy Spirit brings this happiness to us. It's for the Spirit, happy are you for the Spirit of glory and of God resteth <coughs> upon you. Hey, because I'm saved, I can live happy every day. Amen. You and I can wake up every day and be blessed, feel the blessing of God on us every day. We can live that way. It doesn't matter what reproaches come. The happiness of God is still there. There's some things that give us this great super abundant. I'm going to show you a couple verses about this super abundant blessing. Go to Matthew chapter number 13 with me. The book of Matthew. Matthew chapter number 13. 
Now, there are many words that we could go to, but I want to just show you two verses that use this word blessing, blessed, very fortunate, feeling like you're favored uh, amongst, amongst God's people. Matthew chapter 13, look at verse number 16. Notice this word, but blessed are your eyes, for they, shall, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. Hey, if you were able to see Christ and hear Christ, Holy Spirit talking to you, you're blessed. Amen. You're fortunate. You say, why are you fortunate? Because there's a lot of people whose hearts are so hard. Their hearts are so hard, they either cannot or will not hear the voice of God. They cannot see him. They cannot hear him. It's as if he does not exist. But can I tell you, every time that Holy Spirit works in our heart and speaks to us, we ought to look to God in heaven and say, thank you, I'm fortunate, I'm blessed that I can hear your word, God. I'm, I'm fortunate, I'm blessed beyond measure that I can hear your truth. And, and Christian will tell you, blessed are your eyes that have seen Blessed are your eyes. Blessed are your ears. Super fortunate. Luke 11. Go over to Luke 11 with me. Luke 11. Look at verse number 28. Here's another verse where makarios is used. Luke 11. Luke 11. Look at verse number 28. Notice it says, But he said, Yea, rather... Blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it. Blessed are they. Same word. Super fortunate. Let me tell you something. Do you realize that when you hear the voice of God and you decide not to live in sin, do you realize how many blessings and, and troubles you have missed in life? <coughs> Do you realize how many troubles that you saved yourself by hearing the Word of God? You know, I preach against liquor and alcohol. I believe strong drink is a sin, like the Bible says. But sometimes a person doesn't listen to that. They get involved in alcohol, drink it, and then before long, it holds a grip on them so strong that it's like a chain to break it. You know, they would not have to endure that chain had they heard the Word of God initially and kept the Word of God. They would have avoided all of the difficulty of breaking that chain. Some people live their whole life trying to break the chains that they could have stopped had they heard the Word of God. Um, I think even of people that get saved uh, on their deathbed. I'm thankful for every person who gets saved. Thank God they get saved on their deathbed. But they should have gotten saved when they were a child and heard that preacher preach in church so they could have a whole life of living blessed and fortunate. Amen. So God is trying to say to us here, recognize how fortunate you are every day. You know, uh, You never know when you're going to die. Yeah. 
You never know. You and I are one breath away from eternity. That's it. (coughs) And, And, you know, every day we should wake up just be fortunate for the day that God's given us. Feeling blessed. This is the meaning of blessed. It means that we understand how fortunate we are. Well, let me go for the sake of time to the third word. Oh, listen, this is a good one. Take your Bible and go to Galatians chapter 3 with me, please. The book of Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3. Now, there's a third word, and it's only used four times in two verses of Scripture in the New Testament. And it's a very special word. And it is the word blessed, but this particular word is the Greek word enologio. Enologio, which means to put a benefit upon. In other words, it means God does something special by way of benefit to that person. They are blessed. And that's what this verse means. So let's look at it. Galatians chapter 3, look at verse number 6. It says here, and it goes to Abraham, even as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness, know ye therefore that they which are of faith the same are the children of Abraham. All right, now it's getting ready to explain that. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all the nations be blessed. Now that word blessed right there is this word, enulogio, which means to put a special benefit upon. Now what it means, it's going back to Genesis chapter 15. And in Genesis chapter 15, that is where God did something very special for Abram. Um, And God said to Abraham, he said, I will multiply your seed as the sand of the seashore. I will, uh, God didn't do that for everybody. Now you and I are still blessed but he did not confer that exact special blessing upon everybody. He gave that special benefit to Abraham. And and God said through Abraham, all the nations of the earth would be blessed. And boy, they were, and they still are. And, and, And by the way, that is the nation of Israel today. The nation of Israel has a special blessing conferred by God upon them. But now watch. Notice what it says. So then they which are of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. You know what God is saying? If you put your faith and your trust in the saving grace of Christ, God has conferred a special blessing upon you also. What is that special blessing? That is the gift of salvation that comes through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's that special blessing. If Abraham got that and God conferred it upon him, then it says that we are blessed with Abraham. We are blessed with Abraham. 
But there's one more thing I want you to notice about this verse. See the word blessed in verse 9? The word blessed in verse 9 does not mean the same thing as the word blessed in verse 8. The word blessed in verse 9 goes all the way back to the makarios, where we are super blessed. We are uh, so fortunate that God has blessed us with salvation that came um, through this blessing that he conferred upon the, on Abraham and the children of Israel. We are partakers of that. And, and we, and, and, and you know, it also talks about how the olive tree, we were grafted into that olive tree. We were grafted in, we bear fruit off of the olive tree. And that's referring to the blessings of the nation of Israel and the saving grace that God gave them. Can I tell you, what's wonderful about this is God's not finished with the nation of Israel. God's not done with Israel. He has a future plan of restoration for the children of Israel. Amen. And by the way, God has not replaced the church with, um, or, or replaced Israel with the church. He's got a special plan also for the children of Israel in the future. But here's the blessing to us. We are a part of that special benefit. If you're saved, we are part of that special benefit that God gave to us. We are so fortunate and so blessed. We ought to wake up every day recognizing that we are so blessed. God put the blessing, uh, his hand of blessing from Genesis 1-1 to Revelation 21. It's covered throughout all the Bible and it is especially understood by those who know Christ. Hey, when it's all said and done, when this life's all over, it only gets better. It only gets better. We have all the reason in the world to be fortunate. We were Mephibosheth who was pulled out of Lodabar, brought to the king's palace just because the king desired to show some kindness. And every day we get to sit at his table. You know what? God doesn't let us do without. We always have our needs met. We, uh, like one preacher said, we don't always have our greed, but we always have our need. God always does that. We ought to wake up every day in the light of that understanding that we are so fortunate and so blessed by God. You know, it ought, to, it ought to do that to us every day. You know, if you have a child, you're blessed by God. You're blessed by God. Um, if you're saved here, you are super blessed by God. You have fortunes that people in this world do not have. They could have them if they wanted them. They could have them. But thank God our eyes have seen and our ears have heard and we've received him. And you know what? I want to tell you something. There's a lot of people in this world that still refuse Christ and reject Christ. And because they reject Christ, there is no blessings in their heart. No blessings in their life. 
you really want to be blessed in life, find out the fact that the Lord Jesus saved you and gave you a home in heaven and that he will never leave you or forsake you. He'll always be there. Makarios, eulagio, and en eulagio. Powerful words about being blessed of God. Let's bow our heads tonight.